The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary Preston and Kisa Amaro, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. Welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, certified health coach, and I work with moms to help them get control of their food cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans. And I am Mary Preston, a licensed marriage and family therapist, life coach, and the founder of the Goodbye Burnout for Healthcare Professionals program. And so if you're a healthcare professional, you should come join us in the Saying Goodbye to Burnout Facebook group. Um, The link is definitely in the show notes, or just do a search on Facebook for the info. And also, if you have any questions about our programs, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group, or just come find us on social media. I am always active on Facebook, and now, so is Kisa with this quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and you guys can join me for my five-day challenge each month where we cover a topic or issue that will help you lose your cravings. It's free to join. Just head on over to my website, kisaamaro.com, and you can sign up there. Woo! Excellent. All right, folks. Let's talk about our topic of the day, which is a favorite of ours, which is, is wellness culture just a disguise for diet culture? Yeah. Yeah. And so in this episode, we're going to be comparing diet culture and wellness culture to discuss if maybe when we talk about wellness, we're just calling, we're just calling it something, but it really, we're talking about diets or fads. Yeah. So let's start with a definition of each. So what is wellness? So just a quick Google search, the global wellness Institute defines wellness as the active pursuit of activities, choices, and lifestyles that lead to a state of holistic health. And then another definition says the state of being in good health, especially as an actively pursued goal. That sounds very nice. Yes, it does. It sounds beautiful, right? You are actively choosing, making choices that promote health and wellness, right? So let's look at diet culture. Diet culture is a system of beliefs that worship thinness and equates it to health and moral virtue which means you can spend your whole life thinking you're irreparably broken just because you don't look like the impossible thin ideal. Mm -hmm. And then another definition is diet culture is a system of knowledge, values, and meanings that supports uh, irrepresentations of personal health choices as moral character. So I really like both of them kind of, they... Uh, relate your food, like your food choices, working out uh, choices to your moral character or moral virtue. Right. So So there's like that link. Yeah. The difference, it sounds like between uh, wellness and diet culture is wellness and diet culture both pursue health. Mm -hmm. However, with diet culture, there is this moral thinness um, value laid out where there's a good and bad, right and wrong. 
Yes, exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. So in essence, diet culture sees thin as healthy, mm-hmm. thin as happy, and food as morality. Right. And diet culture is not just worried about weight loss, but it is also about what you eat. Like, are you on a diet? Are you restricting calories? Are you counting macros? And this attributes to your morality as well. It's kind of like, you need to be on a diet. Diet culture tells you, you need to be on a diet. You need to be doing these things, right? Right. And you are a good person if you're on a diet and counting calories or carbs or macros. Diet culture looks at food as being good or bad. We know that fruit is good. Doritos are bad. Salad is good. Sugar is bad, right? That's what diet culture will tell you. Makes sense. That's what we hear that all the time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So when you eat these things, this determines if you are good or bad. Mm -hmm. You are bad for eating ice cream because it's a bad food. You are good for eating salad because it's a good food. It's good for you, right? You look at the food and what you eat to determine your worth. Right. Diet culture also assigns goodness, quotation goodness or morals, to certain lifestyles and choices. We look at people who work out all the time and restrict certain foods. They don't eat dessert and we equate them to being good or moral. Diet culture prizes these restrictions and self-control. And diet culture also has like this hierarchy hierarchical assignment to body types. So what that means is, you know, it really looks at body types and gives them value. The thinner you are, the more value you have. The larger you are, the less value you have. And it looks at um, just like the, the outer physical aspects of a person to determine their value or worth. They don't think about like their character or their personality. Like that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of personality you have. Um, And it just doesn't matter that you're a human being. So you are therefore worthy. Right. Right. And, and somebody, some, some group of people, culture, whatever society has decided what the good and bad and what the right and wrong body types and physical aspects are. Yeah, of course. And it's, yeah, it's somebody else deciding these things for us, right? And when diet culture looks at exercise, it looks at the benefits on what our body looks like, right? Weight loss, muscle tone, trouble areas, etc. When in fact, there are so many other benefits to exercise like stress relief, stress management, mental clarity. It's good for your heart, your lungs, your joints, your muscles good for your blood circulation. So these are things that you don't necessarily see, but you can feel, right? You can't see that your um, heart is healthy, or you can't see Mm -hmm. that your lungs are healthy, but you can feel it, right? You can feel if you're, if you're like breathing is not impaired and like if you start to like run, for instance, like when I would run, like the first run, of course, was like, so difficult like lung wise it's like i had a hard time breathing but then as you go on it just like your lungs become stronger and your breathing capacity increases 
So these are things you can feel, right? But I couldn't really see my lungs changing. Right. And diet culture just focuses on those abs. Right. (laughs) I sent Mary an amazing picture of cartoon (laughs) abs that came up in my Pinterest feed. And I was just like, oh man, I'm so glad that like... Yeah, it was funny because it was like the, the, whoever drew it or sent it out as an advertisement was, it was just very obvious that this was the quote unquote ideal body. And it was ridiculous. Right. (laughs) Cartoon, cartoon abs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't even a real person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. So I remember when I stopped exercising to lose weight and started exercising for the way I feel. My mindset changed and I had so much more fun exercising. I stopped worrying about, um, you know, how much weight I was losing or how many calories I was burning. And I started concentrating or noticing how I felt. Was I moving my body in a way that felt good to me? Was I moving it for the amount of time that felt good to me? This gave me so much relief when it came to working out. Absolutely. Yeah. When you start to shift it to the, the pleasure and the feeling of movement and the, the pleasure and the feel of food and how things feel instead of the losing weight, it's a very different activity. It is. (laughs) (laughs) So let's take a look at wellness culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So remember the definition of wellness, according to the global health Institute is that It's the active pursuit of activities, choices, and lifestyles that lead to a state of holistic health. So, you know, wellness seems like such a good word, right? Yeah. Why would you not want to pursue wellness? When you think of wellness, you probably envision eating lots of vegetables, making good food choices, exercising regularly, and probably meditating. And these are all seem like things you would want to do, right? Well, I want us to take a closer look. So wellness culture tends to look down on bad foods like sugar and flour, desserts, chips, etc. And they are bad and you shouldn't eat them. If you do, you're not taking care of your body and you are bad. Oh, it sounds familiar. Yeah. And by eating only healthy, good food, you are losing weight. Um, You know, I think that there is an underlining desire in the wellness culture to lose weight and that weight loss is good. You know, just thinking about this, noticing that I think it's so difficult for us to separate out health and body Mm -hmm. shape, Mm -hmm. almost it seems almost impossible sometimes to focus on wellness without focusing on the size of our bodies. Yeah, that is so true. Cause we just kind of, they kind of go together, right? Or mm-hmm. we've uh, always put them together. Right. We've been given them together on a platter. Together. Always. Yes. There you go. It's perfect analogy. Yeah. So I looked up um, on Instagram, I went on Instagram and I looked up the hashtag wellness and hashtag mm-hmm. wellness journey and like the initial screen, like just like in on my iPhone, the screen I saw, you know, it was all women, most of them in yoga attire or workout attire. One woman was in a fitness competition. And so she was like in a, you know, bikini, like muscles all over the place. 
And then there was a picture of a salad. So <laughs> now if I were an alien from another planet and I wanted to know what wellness meant, so I looked it up on Instagram, I would think that it was eating only vegetables, avocado toast, and smoothie bowls, exercising all day, being really lean and thin, and wearing yoga pants and a sports bra. Yep. So then I looked up the hashtag diet and it was similar things, except for there was more f- pictures of food, mostly uh, veggies and fruit. Um, and then there was also one uh, post that was entitled the world's healthiest foods. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then there was less, you know, peop- pictures of lean people in scantily clad workout gear. So nice. there was not much difference between the two. It was just kind of like the ratio, like wellness had more pictures of people and then diet had more pictures of food that you should eat. Right. So more focused on food. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So it was, yeah, it was just so interesting. So when I went to compare diet culture and wellness culture, the teacher and me pulled out a Venn diagram to compare the two. Oh my God. I love that. And <laughs> can you hold on? Because not everyone's a teacher. Explain to us, Miss Hale. Oh my God. I called you Miss Hale. You oh! always Miss Hale when you were a teacher. Today. Right. Are you Miss Amaro now for the little I'm, kids? Um, Miss Kisa. They, they call me Ms. by Kisa. my first name. Miss Kisa, can you explain to us, the good people of the world, what a Venn diagram is? Yes, of course. So a Venn diagram is um, basically you would draw two overlapping circles on a piece of paper. This, like the same size, but overlapping. So on one side, you would have uh, diet culture. On the other side, you would have wellness culture. And then in the middle where the two circles overlap is where you put things that are similar about them. Yeah, I love it. So, and it's just like a visual, like if you're a visual learner and it's just a way to organize your thoughts and mm-hmm. it's into yeah, the it's differences, awesome. the similarities and differences between the two. Yeah. Amazing. So some similarities I came up with were they both had a goal of weight loss. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And there is this idea of good, like quote unquote good and quote unquote bad food or healthy and unhealthy food. Um, Their representation on social media are very similar and portray the same idea, like the ideal body type and what food to eat. And then they also had this idea that what you eat um, equals your weight. So Mm. you eat good or healthy food, you'll be thin. And in diet culture and wellness culture, you need to eat certain foods in order to be healthy or lose weight to be thin. Right. And then if you're, you know, if you're not eating these foods, you're not being healthy or you are not going to lose weight. So... Of course, I looked at the differences and looking at wellness culture, it is more holistic, right? It also focuses on your relationships, your stress levels, and your stress management, um, mindfulness or meditation, um, your sleep quality, and the amount of sleep, just to name a few. But this just really isn't stressed on social media. Right. Like if you look at the real definition of wellness, like it's all encompassing, like all aspects of your life. 
but the way it's portrayed on social media is just kind of like the food you eat, the uh, amount of exercise you do. Right. And I think, you know, this is one of the main reasons why it's so good to talk about this because this is so many times we go on social media to get our information, even though mm-hmm. we know that, you know, <laughs> that's Mary, everything, <laughs> everything on the internet is true. Okay. Everything Mary, on the internet is true. Right. But you know, the, so many of these people just want us to buy their program to lose weight. Right. I mean, that's the truth. Right. And a yeah. lot of these people are very well-meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the truth is that on social media, wellness is really so often just a synonym for diet. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, you know, but I believe that wellness goes much deeper than just, you know, what you're eating and how much you weigh or how much weight you lose. Yeah, so much deeper. <laughs> yeah. And th- these things are so important to a person's well-being. I also think that a person can be losing weight in the name of wellness and eating only foods in the name of wellness uh, or eating like just certain foods, like the good foods in the name of wellness and exercising excessively in the name of wellness and be stuck in the diet culture mindset. Does that make sense? It's like they use wellness but they are stuck in that diet culture mindset that it's equal to their virtue or their value or their moral. Yeah. And I I think this is where I, you know, I was for a long time and I, I constantly get pulled back into it. I notice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because uh, like I care very much about wellness where I feel good. I'm doing things like a particular value of mine is like longevity. I want to be strong for a long time. You know, I don't want to lose my, my cognitive faculties and I want to be able to do fun things, which means that being strong, right. For me, and I want to sleep well, and I want to feel at peace. Like all of these things I think for me are in the name of wellness Mm-hmm. But it's so easy for me to look at food and not eat something, not because I know it will like make my brain foggy and I won't feel good tomorrow, which is really like I like to eat so that I feel good, um, mm-hmm. but to not eat it because I know it's like a quote unquote bad food. Right. Like in the back of my brain, I think that's just going to be a constant like hum, right? A constant mm-hmm message that's going to live back there, right? That there's certain foods that are good, certain foods that are bad, certain amounts of exercise that are good, certain amount of exercises that are bad and body shape that's bad and good. And I think that's going to be for most of us because of the messages we get. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's such a great point, Mary, Um, that even like you are a very smart individual human being and you know a lot about wellness, you know a lot about diet culture and you've lived it but you still have this tendency to get pulled back into it. Absolutely. You know, and like, you, know this... like you see a, like, you know, scrolling through Facebook and you see a video of a chick like with muscles and she's doing push-ups and she just mm-hmm. seems so strong and she seems so happy and healthy. And it's so easy to think that that's what I, you know, quote unquote, should be doing mm-hmm. to feel and that it good. Will... Yeah, it'll make you happy, right? Yep, that's going to make me happy. That's the right way to do things. And also that we should always be happy. And if we're not happy, (laughs) something has gone wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, and so it's, I think this is, you know, this is why this conversation is so important. It's because 
it's not that it's exactly the same thing, right? Wellness no. does have a really good intention mm-hmm. of incorporating, honestly, like the whole spectrum of a person, mm-hmm. you know, including all, all sorts of varieties of feeling good. And people will define that differently, which is, I think, the beauty of wellness. Mm-hmm. However, we are just so ingrained to think that thinness and honestly, there's, there's a long list of things um, that I want to talk about later, you know, including like hair on our bodies and acne on our skin, right? Like not just thinness, right. Right. but diet culture is very much focused on the thinness, which is what we're talking about here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so you can, you can be eating um, good, healthy foods in the name of wellness and be caught in that diet culture mindset. Yep. But on the other hand, you know, a person can consciously choose to eat whole foods, exercise, and want to lose weight in a healthy way. Yep. Because like you said, like you wake up feeling good in your body, you are cognitively aware, you don't have brain fog, you don't have a bloated stomach. So like all these like internal kind of physical things. Um, and, you know, they don't equate it to their value or lovability, but they feel good doing it. And they yep. genuinely choose to do these things and make these choices because they want to. Right. And not be- because somebody's telling them to. Right. And, you know, just, just as you were talking, just thinking about if I don't want to be ingrained in diet culture, I think so many times in order to not be a part of that. And I find a lot of people do this and there's right, no right or wrong to this, but they go so completely opposite because that's Mm -hmm. what feels good to them. But it's like, it's like, we can't get close to the wellness of eating food that like, I don't like, I want to say healthy foods, right? It's so hard to separate the two out. And I think, you know, we go so far away where we can't talk about food that makes us feel good, right? Because that gets us started talking about diet culture. It's just a really complicated mess where it feels like we can't talk about exercise and food without Mm -hmm. talking about dieting. And so some people go totally away from it, right? Where it's just like, eat whatever you want, which I support. Mm-hmm. or don't exercise or, or just only just do what feels good in the moment, which I totally support if that's what feels good. Yeah. It just makes it very difficult as a person who wants to be strong or right. wants to eat foods that like make us feel good. Right. Like it's so hard to talk about yeah. it even now in a way where it doesn't sound like a diet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that's the process, you know, like when you are so like, so ingrained in diet culture and then you it's like the pendulum swing right to the complete opposite and like sometimes that's just part of the process you have to go through that Mm -hmm. and then you kind of swing back a little you know it just kind of swings until you find this really nice balance yeah um so you know if you are deep into wellness culture i would just check in and see why you are eating what you're eating yeah you know is it because um eating good foods will make you feel good or is it like eating good foods will make you quote unquote good? Do you feel bad after you eat bad foods? Are you exercising in the name of wellness only to lose weight? Or are you also conscious of the feeling of the other benefits of exercise? Um, you know, I think it comes down to your mindset around wellness. How do you view it and how are you using it? Are you using it to feel better in your body, get better sleep, 
have more energy? Or are you eating healthy foods because it will make you a good person? Do you not eat bad foods because it will make you a bad person if you do? How do you view exercise? You know, do you use it for weight loss only? Or are you looking at the other benefits of exercise? And also, do you feel obligated and held prisoner to working out? Or are you genuinely, genuinely choosing to work out? I think that's a huge one. Because like Absolutely. for so long, I felt like, ob- like I have to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I have to spend two hours at the gym. I have to burn X amount of calories. Mm-hmm. And then, four times like, a week or you're not doing it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when I like change, like when I started choosing to work out, it was just, it was so much more freeing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I actually wanted to work out <laughs> versus like feeling like, ah, I have to go to the gym. Yeah. I can like, feel oh, I so good. Go. That's yeah. the difference, right? Like yeah, exercise can feel so good. Even like there's days when there's like a little discomfort, but it's so different from, it's like the discomfort of my muscles are changing and that feels good in a way. Yeah. It's so different from the push through the pain mindset of like, yeah. this is painful, but that's because you're, it's worth it. Cause you're going to lose weight. <laughs> right. And that's like one thing I love about, like when I started doing yoga, um, Mary's sister, Anna, pulled me in to yoga. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing it, I loved going just because like, first of all, the studio and like the teachers were very supportive in this, but it was just kind of like, do what you can do. Like, there's no need to like force it to push yourself like into pain. Like none of that was there. It was just, so I would show up and I would just do what I was going to do that day. And I didn't like force myself to like really do anything. (laughs) And I loved it. And I still like, I mean, I still worked hard at yoga. It's just, it was just more of like this, like I'm choosing to do this and like, I can take child's clothes whenever I want to. Right. (laughs) Just like knowing you can do that. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Yoga is such a great example. I think Mm -hmm. to, to really talk about this, you know, this wellness culture can be diet culture. Mm-hmm. I think because yoga is such a wellness tool, right? Even yoga yeah. itself is not necessarily physical movement, right? Yoga can be right. anything where, where your mind is just so focused on the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yoga, when we talk about it is, is a physical, right? The physical thing that we do mm-hmm. and you know, the difference when you go to a class where it's all about how you feel and just like, you know, like pushing yourself if that feels right. Or like right day you're having back off. If it's one of those days or like, Mm -hmm. why are you here? You know, is it to right? Like, like that kind of a class and those kind of teachers versus when you go to a class yoga, same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Supposed to be all about like mindfulness and presence. And it's like, let's do sit-ups in the middle of it. Right. Nothing wrong with sit-ups. Nope. Just going to say nothing wrong with sit-ups, but it's the way they enter them in. Going to do some quick calorie blasting, right? Yeah. Got to burn those calories. Yes. Got to work those abs. abs Got to work those abs. Oh, it always cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Always. I'm like, yeah. Okay. All right. Different kind of class that I'm right. And it's not at, you know, sit-ups, not bad. It's just that, that mindset of this class wasn't good enough as it was 
you know, we're going to, we're going to do some sit-ups to, to burn those calories in the middle of mm-hmm. a, of a yoga class. Yeah. And it just cracks me up like those <laughs> moments. I always love that. Um, I, so I was, when I moved back to Hawaii, I was looking for a yoga studio that fit into my schedule. And so I went into this one yoga studio and you got like a free week of classes to try it out. And I, I don't know if I just didn't do my research on the actual like yoga studio, but I, you know, like I went in, uh, signed up for the free week and I go into the yoga studio and I'm just like, Oh, great. I don't say, Oh, great. But it was heated. And I was just like, Oh no. Like I did not want a heated yoga class. <laughs> um, but it was totally like one of those classes. It's like, like in the middle, we did like an ab workout and it was just like, I was just kind of like laughing through the whole thing. I'm just like, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. And, and <laughs> again, it, was, it right? was a fun experience. <laughs> Nothing wrong with those classes right. at all because, you know, they, there's like a pod fit class at my yoga pod yeah. where I go for my classes and I love all of my classes and it's totally right. Like up front, it's like, this is more about building muscle than mm-hmm. yoga. But I think right. when you think about like the, the, like what yoga kind of came to be, right? Like the original yoga, I think it's such a good example of wellness culture, right? Where we're always, I think in our minds trying to be healthy, but we've equated thinness with health so closely mm-hmm. that it's like any type of exercise has to be for calorie burning, has to be for thinness, has to be for that ultimate weight loss, physical appearance goal. Right. Right. Where yoga no longer is just about, you know, kind of like the experience. Mm -hmm. It's about the calorie burning and the weight loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're hard to separate, you know? Yeah. They are. Like that, that class where you do sit-ups in the middle, nothing wrong with that. It's just like, what is my intention? Yeah. And in how hard I go for those sit-ups and burn those calories and build those abs in that moment? Like where's my mindset in that moment? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is such an awesome conversation, Mary. I'm loving it. I'm glad we finally did this topic. Um, So I have five tips for you on how to not let wellness uh, become diet culture. So um, number one, is check your reason why. Mm-hmm. So be careful about how you assign morality to a certain way of eating, working out, or weight. Do you equate it, equate your value and worthiness to eating healthy whole foods or by exercising daily or by meditating? So really check your reason why. Why are you doing these things? Why are you eating the food you eat? Why are you exercising the way you exercise? Is and, it and you know a, a good way to, to like check in about that? Uh is when you talk to people about food and exercise, Mm -hmm. like what you say, what your story is, uh, and what, you know, and those moments when you're by yourself, like looking at your fridge, like, what am I going to eat? Like Mm -hmm. that story. But I've noticed that my, my underlying belief system comes up so much more strongly. Like when I talk to my mom or when Mm. I talk to my sister and like, if they say something about like, good foods, bad foods, healthy, unhealthy. Like I watch mm-hmm. how quickly I jump back into that mindset. It's really interesting to like pay attention to what you say. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Uh, number two, 
exercise for other benefits than what your body looks like on the outside. So benefits like mental health, heart health, joint and muscle health, your sleep quality. Like I can definitely notice like if there's days that I go without really much movement, it's like my quality of sleep isn't that as good as it could be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or we're, uh, exercise because you like what you're doing. Yeah, just because like, it feels feels it right in the feels moment. feels good and you like doing it. If it's, yeah, you know, walking dog, if it's <laughs> Tai Chi, um, parkouring, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Can be boat, hit. Man. Right. We're not, we're not talking about not, not doing those exercises, those, those strong exercise, but because you want to, because you like it. Not because like you have to, right. To lose the weight. Um, and then number three, food is food. Only you can put a label on it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, look at your thoughts about different foods. Do you see them as good or bad? And then why, who has told you that certain foods are good or bad? And what does that mean when you eat them? Are you a good person because you ate clean? And are you a bad person because you had dessert or binged on some cookies? You know, what if food was just food? Stuff you put in your mouth, chewed, digested, and that's it. How would that change your view on food? Yeah. Number four, make choices on what you eat based on how it feels in your body. So I don't eat certain things that make me, uh, that may be like deemed healthy because they don't feel good in my body. And likewise, I eat ice cream sometimes because it feels good in my body mm-hmm. to a certain extent, you know. But um, other people, you know, may be lactose intolerant. So ice cream probably wouldn't feel good in their body right. um, or cheese or, you know, any kind of dairy. So tune into your body and forget about what is good and bad and eat what feels good in your body Yeah. or even like what other people are eating. It's like what is good for me is maybe not, may not be good for Mary. Absolutely. I, you know, Kisa and I, I don't know, Kisa, if you still eat a lot of coconut oil. I love coconut oil, Mm -hmm. you know, came from my, my paleo phase of life. Mm-hmm. Like do everything in coconut oil. And for the longest time I was like, no, this is healthy. We have to cook everything in coconut oil. Right. Uh, and you know, my husband used to complain about it. We have a visitor. We have a visitor. Yeah. She just um, so I would like cook everything in coconut oil. My husband would complain about not feeling good. And I did not believe him that it was not making him feel good, but it was, it was like forcing him. He has a sensitivity to coconut <laughs> Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. I knew that like Nate didn't like coconut oil, but, um, I didn't know that he had an actual sensitivity to it. Yeah. No, it like makes him sick. Wow. Yeah. And because I thought, and this is what this whole point is, is that I thought it was a quote unquote good food. Right. right? It's the healthiest food. It's like the miracle food. Uh, and I was like making my husband sick because I felt like I had to make everything in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not on purpose, everyone. Not poisoning my husband on purpose. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> right. This is the way through coconut oil. But you know, I was so convinced that this was the right, the, you know, the right thing to do. Yeah. That I was like overlooking the fact that he really wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. So pay attention. 
I'll be right there, honey girl. <laughs> um, okay, our last tip for you is social media. So follow people who portray the true meaning of wellness, not just what you should be eating and how you should be exercising. Um, you know, there are some great accounts to follow. You know, you can look, look up some uh, accounts on Instagram or follow people on Facebook. Um, but there's a few I just want to recommend is feeding.freedom, uh, free with food, uh, the doctor, uh, sorry, the doctor, but it's DR, the DR nutritionist, uh, intuitive.nutritionist, um, and then Tally and Grace, T-A-L-Y-N-G-R-A-C-E. Those are all Instagram accounts. So those are good for wellness. And I, we'll, we'll put those on the show notes and Keith and I were talking about this before we started. It's like, you know, sometimes Instagram accounts change so quickly. So it's a good place mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. Um, keep an eye out for when they share other folks that they feel like are good wellness people, right? Like mm-hmm. so often I get recommendations. I'm like, oh, they recommended this person. Let me go check them out. Um, and I also recommend, and we've talked about this before, not just looking for wellness accounts that are focused on food and exercise, right? But if we're talking about wellness, we're talking about sleep. We're mm-hmm. talking about mental health. We're talking about cognitive health, right? We're talking about the gamut. Mm -hmm. And I think looking at not just um, people who tell you how to be healthier, but Mm -hmm. also looking at people who stretch the boundaries of what you think a healthy person is. Mm. Yeah. Right. So people with bigger bodies, right? Can I see this person Mm -hmm. and recognize that they are a hundred percent in control of their own health, right? That it is that, that bigger doesn't mean unhealthy. Thin doesn't yeah. mean healthy, right? Mm-hmm. That we can separate those things out. I was saying before, right? Like hair on your body or acne or, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's all of these things that we've decided mean that we're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And then we, we ignore them. And I think there's so many healthy people who are willing to share their own stories. They're willing to put themselves out there to show, like, to talk about uh, sexual health, to talk about like mm-hmm. body hair health, like, all all kinds of different things that it's worth like just there's just so many things to to go explore and it's super fun Mm -hmm. also folks you know folks in wheelchairs um folks with you know what we would look at disfigurements right like Mm -hmm. and seeing that these folks are also very able and very healthy and just like Mm -hmm. taking a look at the gamut yeah it's what instagram is really good for yeah there's just so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that means you got to be intentional (laughs) and pick through it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. I think that's all we have. These are the five tips. Five tips. So much. We could talk Mm -hmm. about this forever. I know. Because we care about your health and wellness and we don't want you to get caught in that trap of your thinness or not thinness equals your your, your moral virtue and your value and your worth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Yes. That's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much for being awesome as always and listening in tune into our next episode. We're going to talk about the benefits of pleasure. If you'd like to know more about us, if you have any questions or comments, remember um, Facebook is a really good place to find us head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. Mm -hmm. 
And then, of course, you can always contact me at my website at www.maryelisepreston.com <clears throat> or Kisa at her website, www.kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. Awesome. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on our podcast, please share this episode with them. We want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible. And we need your help to get our message out. Yes. And if you enjoy the show and if you love it, if you would leave us an honest review on iTunes, simply go to iTunes, search for the podcast page, hit the tab for ratings and reviews, click on write a review, helps us get found. It's really helpful. Thank you. That's all folks. We love you. Okay. Bye. Bye.